Hello, listeners. Let's learn sumo. Welcome to the last episode of the year for this podcast. What a year it was. Two Ozeki promotions, six tournaments, four different winners. I really appreciate you all coming along to this podcast to do it for no money, for free. This is just a bit of enjoyment. I enjoy talking about sumo. I enjoy watching sumo. And I hope that uh, together we can learn a little bit more about the tournaments together. I must thank my uh, Japanese friends who provide me with some uh, translations and a little bit of context at times. Uh, This wouldn't be possible without their assistance. So tonight, what are we going to do for the last episode? We're going to count down the top 10 bouts of the year that was in sumo over those six tournaments. Look, it's been incredibly difficult to keep up with a list of 10 matches out of a possible of 1,800 Makuchi top division bouts. That's just the first division, but we'll score them lowest to highest using our rank system in sumo. I know, look, there are many great bouts from Jurio down, and I've watched a few of them. You see some of them on YouTube, but we'll keep this to our top Rashiki in the Makuchi division. How did I come up with the top 10? Well, I watched a lot of sumo. After finding the best matches from each tournament, I had a list of so many matches to watch. So I scored them all, and I came down to a list of 10. Uh, I gave points for excitement. I had a bit of, I actually did have a bit of scientific effort here, a bit of excitement for the match. How exciting was it? How good was the sumo technique? What was the consequence of the match? Was it you know, for the outcome of the tournament. And watchability. Would you show this match to a friend to show them what sumo is about? And out of all of that, I came to a score of 40 points. So I've whittled down a fairly big list down to 10 matches. And look, to be honest, there are so many more that could have quite easily made this list. I just enjoyed so many of those matches. But I had to make a list of 10. I tried to be a bit fair and a bit objective. (laughs) trying to get over the favourite sumo that you watch all the time. So what we'll do, we'll assign a rank to each match from our lowest rank Rashiki in Jonakuchi Division, up through Jonadan Division, Sandanme, Makushita, Juryo, then into our Magashira ranks, Komasubi, our Sekiwake ranks, and then of course our big time, our Ozeki rank, and then we'll finish with the fight of the year, which we will call our Yokozuna rank match. I know you'll have those matches that you probably think will should have been in the top 10, and I'd love to hear from you which matches you thought were the best ones of the year. Join me on Instagram, Twitter or X and Facebook and let me know what you thought. I will, after a few days, I'll post my full list of contenders and winners, including the Kimarite of the year, the Henker of the year, and then we'll go with our top 10 and I'll I'll try to put up our replay of the Yokozuna fight of the year. Uh, bear in mind, there are some copyright issues there and NHK are pretty brutal when it comes to knocking down those. So you may need to seek out these matches yourself. Now, remember... I use the Grand Sumo app, which has replays going back a number of years. And while you can watch some of these replays for free, you get a limited number. The whole archive does require a subscription. It's a couple of dollars a month. Uh, I use this app for all my replays, and I can say it is worth the money. Uh, But if you only watch for free, and that is quite 
uh, able to be done. These are the top 10 matches I would focus on. Uh, I have no connection to the app whatsoever, and I just find it great for watching sumo, particularly when I'm not able to watch live so I can catch up afterwards. Uh, it can be difficult uh, with some of these copyright issues. Otherwise, you can find some of these replays on YouTube, uh, the Somoyaki accounts, uh, Sumo Yaki accounts, uh, which is the JSA, the Japanese Sumo Association official accounts on YouTube and Twitter. So good luck finding them. Uh, I will try my best, but uh, we may have to fight some of those copyright issues. So let's kick off with our hanker of the year. Now, remember, we talked about hankers. It's where somebody sidesteps at the touchy eye and lets the other sumo go faceplant onto the dirt. So we had some pretty good contenders for hanker of the year. And bear in mind, Arby leads the way in 2023 with 10 hankers, resulting in six wins and four losses from those. Tobizaru, our flying monkey, he's next with nine hanker, resulting in five wins. Surprisingly, or maybe not so, Midori Fuji features fairly heavily in the Hanker Stakes. He did eight Hankers this year, resulting in five wins. Uh, Chia Shoma, he's got the best average. He sits on seven Hanker attempts this year with five wins from that. That's from about 90 bouts each for the year. So for me, the most important, the most controversial, the most consequential Hanker, however, officially called a Hikiyatoshi was Takakesho on a Tami Fuji day 15 of the playoff bout in September's Aki Basho, the Wacky Aki Basho in Tokyo. Takakesho, he'd beaten a Tami Fuji in regular time during the tournament, but he employed the sidestep hanker in the playoff to win the show, win the tournament, lift the Emperor's Cup. Many were upset about this. Wasn't real sumo. Go back and listen to that episode about what is the hanker and is it really sumo? Even Takakesho himself later on indicated that he knew it wasn't the most popular, the most sumo thing to do, but uh, you do what you do to win, uh, I think was his uh, comment at the time, and he'll try to do better later. Almost an admission, not quite. So let's move on to our top 10 bouts for 2023. Now, remember, this comes from a list of almost 1,800 bouts for the year in Makuchi, the top division, 20 bouts per day over 15 days of each tournament, six tournaments a year. That's a lot of fights to watch. I've watched pretty much most of them. These are my choices for fights that excited me, that entertained me, that taught me something about sumo. You might have a totally different list, and I'd love to hear about it on my various accounts. Please join me. Let me know. So let's get to it. In 10th position, I'll call this our Jonokuchi position. 27 points. Midori Fuji, his win against Kirishima, day 8 in July. Any win over an Ezeki is a good win for a Megashura Rashiki, particularly if you're trying to get up out of the joy into the Sekiwake ranks. This one, it had something unusual. It had a Mawashi Mata, a belt tightening break. The Gyoji referee, a couple of moments into the fight, he saw that Midori Fuji had a big grip on the back of uh, uh, Kirishima's Mawashi belt, and it had come a little bit undone. And as the two were engaged in a grip battle, the referee called the Mata and stopped the fight, kept them in position. Midori Fuji had a big, deep grip on the back, uh, and, and Kurishima had an outside right grip. After the break, they kind of 
The Gyoji need a bit of help from the Yobadashi to help tie up the belt again. They readjusted the belts. Uh, the Gyoji referred to the judges to get it right, to readjust. They started again. Midori Fuji took full advantage. He threw that left hand in. He was trying hard to get a front grip. Once he had those two hands on the belt, a deep back grip and a really strong front grip, they went back and forth, really had try hard. Midori Fuji, he executed a bit of a shitata nage throw on the Ozeki. The Ozeki just couldn't stop himself and a little bit of a foot went out over the Gyoji, out over the, sorry, the Tawara Bales. For the win for Midori Fuji, it was fairly exciting. I gave it an eight for an exciting finish. Nine for the technique to get the grip. Maybe not so good for Takaka, uh, for uh, Kirishima to step out like he did, but I thought that was a pretty good bout. If you want to watch something with a little bit unusual, something we haven't seen for a while, a Mawashi Mata, that's a good one to see. Ninth position, Jonadan division position. Our ninth position fight on 30 points, Atami Fuji defeating Takiyasu, day 13 of the tournament that just finished in November. Big points for consequence, leaving Atami Fuji in the lead race late in the November tournament, day 13. This was a great matchup, two similarly sized wrestlers, our big bear Takiyasu, the hairiest Japanese man I've ever seen, an experienced Takiyasu, he was in form in November versus the young gun Atami Fuji. Tommy Fuji had to really work hard for this. There was a few nervous moments. He had some uh, real pressure put on him by Takiyasu. Uh, some great defensive recoveries. But in the end, he got a Yorikiri push-out win over the Big Bear. That left him in the lead. This was a pretty good fight in terms of two big guys, an experienced wrestler and a new guy under pressure. So let's move on to a tie for seventh position to both in seventh position. Uh, so we'll say eighth and seventh, but we'll call it a tie for seventh. In Sun Dunmei position, I had to choose somebody. 31 points just in front is Kotonowaka's win over Mese, day three of November, early in the tournament. Kotonowaka on 2-0, Mese struggling, zero wins from two tries. This grip battle, grip battle had so many twists and turns. It could have gone either way a number of times, and Mese tested the Sekiwake again and again. The Sekiwake, Kotonowaka, he held off, executed an Osakate throw, bit of an unusual kimara, uh, Kimarite, which I have as one of my Kimarite of the year. It was a throw that saw both of them land heavily just at the edge of the ring. Kotonowaka got the win after a Monoe. Uh, look, Meisei was probably a bit unlucky, but it could have gone either way. Really good fight, this one. Twists and turns, that fight. Also in seventh position on 31 points in Makushita position, we have Ura defeating Hokseho on day five in July. Now we know that Hokseho is a difficult tower of a man to beat, particularly if you let him lean on you and wear you down. Ura, one of our chaos agents like Tobizaru, does his best to prevent a leaning battle. Uh, Hokseho got a one-handed grip and... You know, I've criticised Hokseho's sumo for that one-handed grip and relying on his bulk, but that's what he had, and he threw Ura around a fair bit. Ura defended, and there was a couple of moments where Ura nearly lost it. Lots of lateral body movement, body thrusting, even trying to lift all 185 kilograms. Uh, don't ask me how many pounds that is. That's quite a lot. 
uh, of Hokseho. More than once, Ura had Hokseho in trouble at the bales, but he used his bulk to recover. Again, Ura wriggled out. Then Ura got a rear grip and really in a fast movement, got in behind and sl- a slightly upright Hokseho to get in position for an Akuridashi push out on the big fellow. He had to work for every part of that bout. That was a really good fight to watch. And how to defeat someone who's really big. Um, I think Hoxay had, had many opportunities to win that fight and just didn't uh, apply himself with the second hand. In sixth position, we have Kitabiyama, now Ozeki Kitashima, defeating Tobizaru in the March tournament of 2023 by an Owatanage throw. 31.5 points out of 40, I gave that one. This was a classic match by our Chaos Agent, the Flying Monkey, against a rising Sekiwake on an Ozeki run, Kiribiyama. Tobizaru, he tried everything to avoid the Sekiwake. Kiribiyama stayed stable. Good balance all the way, whoops, all the way through the uh, fight. It ended in a grip battle where the Sekiwake, now Ozeki, showed his class and an Iwatanage shoulder throw to dispatch Tobizaru to the Shadow Realm outside the ring. Fast and exciting. Always fun to watch uh, Tobizaru. This was a good fight. Fifth position, our Megashira position on 32 points. Our Yokozuna's first fight for the year against Shodai on day one of the May tournament. Terunofuji taking on Shodai. Not a long match, not a grip battle, but an exercise in strength, technique, and pure Yokozuna class. As Shodai thought he had Terunofuji under pressure going back to the bales after the touchy eye. I thought the Yokozuna was in trouble. The Yokozuna proved us all wrong. He then executed what I can only say is a contemptuous Sukiyanage underarm throw, twisting Shodai over the edge at the last moment. The strut after the, after the throw is everything you need to know. The Yokozuna was back. Fourth position, Komasubi position, 32.5 points. Our Yokozuna goes down to Tobizaru, day three in July. Yokozuna Terunofuji came into the July tournament. Look, he wasn't fully fit. He had knee issues. He had back issues. He had an undiagnosed hip issue. It was a really good touchy eye. Terunofuji had Tobizaru under pressure, bending him back over the bales. It was a really good recovery by Tobizaru as he kept a right grip on Terunofuji's belt to save himself. And that's what did save him. Tobizaru tried for a double group. He couldn't get it as Terunofuji kept him moving around the ring. Terunofuji tried to destabilize Tobizaru with a, a trip, swinging him around with one arm. Tobizaru almost went to ground, but he saved himself as his Mawashi belt front flap came loose. Nothing important came out at that point. No matter, as one of the strands Terunofuji had uh, on the Mawashi belt of Tobizaru, it rode up his chest on Tobizaru's chest. And that really kind of defined the fact that he couldn't get purchase on Tobizaru. It really limited the amount of grip and purchase he had to move Tobizaru around. So there are some pretty big trip attempts by the Yokozuna, but he just couldn't finish Tobizaru. He grabbed him by the back up at at the uh, rear of Tobizaru's belt, and that started to come loose. If ever you wanted a Mawashi Mata, this was the time. But no, the uh, Gyoji let it keep going. So as the Yokozuna Terunofuji, look, he just got slightly upright. Tobizaru sensed it for a moment and he took advantage for a, a quick Yorokiri push out for a gold star win. 
Uh, Yokozuna was injured after this bout. There were cushions. And the Yokozuna went Kujo. He went injured for the rest of the tournament after this loss. It was a big win by our Chaos agent, Tobizaru. Uh, really good match. Next in our third position, our Seki Wake position on 33 points. Our wonder kid, Rashiki Hakuoho, takes on Hokuto Fuji on day 14 in July to leave Hakuoho in the running for the Yusho win. Uh, late in the tournament, both wrestlers on 11 wins apiece. Hakuoho got an inside left and a right arm grip. Hokuto Fuji got a similar grip opposite. Stalemate in the centre, <clears throat> testing the patience and strength of both wrestlers. Hakuoho tried a body shove, Hokuto Fuji a leg trip, but they both held position. Hakuoho, he disengaged his grip with a big shove and got pushed back to the Tawara Bales as Hokuto Fuji tried for a double-handed Nodowa neck shove. Hakuoho keeps him at bay and then gets a left body grip as Hokuto Fuji tried to press the advantage. A right sweep around the bales, and Hakuoho used his strength to execute a left-twisting Sukiyatoshi diagonal body throw, a Sukiyatoshi diagonal body throw, on the more experienced Saitama wrestler. That got him 12 wins into the lead. It was a really good win by the young guy against a very experienced uh, Hokuto Fuji. Got him into the lead and into the last day. The last two fights are ones that I have shown non-sumo watchers to demonstrate the power, the passion, the brutality of sumo. I've watched both fights a number of times this year and I keep watching them. Keep watching them. They're exciting, they're dynamic, they're powerful and they're passionate sumo and it's really hard to split them. To be honest, both of these fights could be my fight of the year, but I had to choose one. So in second place, our Ozeki ranked fight of the year. It was close on 33 and a half points. Takakesho versus Nishiki Fuji, day eight in January. A massive supari thrusting battle between the two top-class Rashiki as they clashed again and again and again during this fight. The force of each clash rings out in the stadium. If you watch this fight, put your earphones in, turn it up full, and listen to the amount of effort both of these guys are putting into it. It's clear for all to see here and here. You want to show power, you want to demonstrate the effort and the brutality, this is that fight. So... Uh, that is a good one. Takakesho Nishiki Fuji, day eight in January, number two position. So, what do you think my first place fight? I may have mentioned this fight before, and this is the fight that I judged all other fights this year against. It's my Yokozuna ranked fight of the year, 34 points out of 40. This is the fight that I've repeatedly shown to anyone who cares to watch. This is the fight that convinced a very good Japanese friend of mine that sumo was worth watching again. It's the disparity of size, the rank, the passion in the fight, the bit of personal rivalry that goes back to teenage school years between the two wrestlers. It started the year with a bang. It was the match I judged all other matches against. It's Ozeki Takakesho versus Magashiro 3 Midori Fuji, day 7 January tournament. It was a really good meet at the touchy eye by the 60 kilo weight difference between the two wrestlers. Uh, the Ozeki, he's a big man, the battle hamster. Our little pocket rocket Midori Fuji, he's way smaller. The Ozeki hit 
Midori Fuji, three big thrusts forced Midori Fuji back to the bales early. A fourth thrust didn't quite hit the mark and it allowed Midori Fuji sideways to escape the pressure as Takakosho went across Midori Fuji's left. Another hit as they engage again. Midori Fuji not afraid to hit the big man head-to-head in a thrust. Takakosho got hold of Midori Fuji's neck and pushed him down and away as he wound up for an almighty right-handed haymaker slap on Midori Fuji, connecting with Midori Fuji's left ear. Midori Fuji tried to return serve with a right slap himself. Then he looked he connected enough to bring a, a bit of a bloody nose to the Ozeki. He took a bit of, uh, a bit of paint off him. They met, they pushed away, and they faced off like two teenagers in a schoolyard fight. You could see the passion. Midori Fuji re-engaged with a right slap as they gripped arms. The Ozeki thrusted Midori Fuji away as he delivered another right slap attempt on the little wrestler. Midori Fuji went in with his right arm. He was looking for that classic Katasukashi throw position around Takakesho's body. There's not many wrestlers who can get themselves out of that. Hoshoryu is one of them, and Takakesho is the other. The Ozeki grabbed hold and at the last moment flung Midori Fuji around to his right and out of the ring, down into the first row. The crowd appreciated it. Takakesho got up with a bit of a bloody nose, a stoic face. You could see he was satisfied with that win. Midori Fuji, he lay on his back in the first row. He was totally spent. He put in everything for that fight. I think that was the fight of the year. What do you think? Go and have a look at that one. Uh, certainly, all the other fights, they all deserve to be fight of the year. They're really good efforts. I'll put up my fir- full list of those fights, that, including those that didn't make the top 10 on my Insta and Twitter X uh, and Facebook in a few days. I won't give away the spoilers just yet. I'll let a few people listen to the podcast first. Uh, and... Uh, I hope to hear from you about what you think your favourite fight of the year was. Maybe one of those fights, maybe another fight. There were certainly some highly commended fights there. Um, look out for it. I might even throw up a poll on your favourite, if I can, on uh, on X, and we'll have a look and see where everyone sits. Now, I'm going overseas next week, so I'll be away for uh, three or four weeks, and I will try to punch out a Buns K preview episode for January. Uh, unfortunately, I won't make it to the January tournament. There was a chance I could get there, but unfortunately, I won't. I hope you've enjoyed uh, the sumo this year. I hope I've brought some interest and learning to you. I'm learning about sumo at the same time as you, and I hope I can bring some context to the tournaments for you as well. Hope you enjoy the sumo a little bit more through my podcast. Uh, I've really enjoyed having you all here. Certainly, this is not for money. This is only for my enjoyment of sumo and talking about what I enjoy. So, Uh, Thank you for joining me this year and downloading the podcast. Have a safe and happy holiday period, whether you celebrate Christmas or any other festivals at this time of the year. Uh, I look forward to you joining me next year as well. Hakiwe listeners, let's learn sumo.